When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Bit on Twitter. Back with me is Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. Today's guest on Talk of Champions coming to us on the Modern Women phone line is former Ole Miss baseball captain, catcher, Will Allen. We talked for about 40 minutes. It's that time. Ole Miss is two wins away from Omaha, the last team to make it to the College World Series, the first trip since the 70s, was those 2014 Ole Miss Rebels. And Will Allen, he was the captain of that team. So he's coming up in just a little bit. But Brad, man, it's been a while. How you doing? Good, man. How's it going, Ben? I'm good. I've only talked to you on the phone like a regular person. I think it's like two weeks full. We haven't been on this podcast together. So, hey, welcome back. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. I had a had a big weekend. I went to um, – I used my birthday as an excuse this weekend. I made my wife go to every single game with me. It was like the birthday weekend present. So – we um we sat all over Swayze. We saw every game, even even the rain delay. So um, it was a big weekend. So you actually were there in the stands when Ole Miss won on Monday. Sat through that three and a half hours worth of delays. Yeah, so I showed up originally at noon for start time. It was pouring down. I left and went back to work um, for a little bit. Then whenever it started back, I, I left work, went and got the family, and we went out and left field. So... First time I've ever been in left field um, to like experience the whole thing. So we end up going two or three of the days in left field, one day in the grandstands. But man, left field's a really cool experience. There's some really nice people out there, and um, I mean it, that they got it going on out there in left field. What's it like out there? You make it sound like a place that's like a baseball utopia or something. Yeah, man. I mean, it's um, you get a lot of diehard Rebel fans out there. They're cooking on the grill. Um, people everywhere. I mean, that um, I want to say it was Sunday night or. I think it was a Sunday night game, and it was electric. I know everybody was showing up, ready to, ready for us to win it. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but um, there was there was some cool, um, you know, cool, cool celebratory moments out there. You're gonna be mad at me. I was there Sunday night. Where, where were you sitting? In the press box. Oh uh, yeah, you big time up there in the press box next yeah. to the whatever AD and stuff. I get it. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. but I told you I would actually text you if I came into town for a game, and I forgot it was my fault. To my defense, those many times you came to games and didn't holler at me, okay, I got you back. But next time, whenever that is, we got to make a show of it. Are you going to go to Omaha if they make it? 
Um, I was just talking about this with with my business partner today, and we think we're if we do, we we may try to do it. Because I'm going to be there. Now we could actually make a big deal out of Omaha, and we could actually have some Bradley Sal live video coverage for the Old Miss Spirit. The website they had to write for OldMissSpirit.com for the two four seven sports. Now this sounds like a winning plan. Listen, if you if if Rebel fans want to see how I really react, I think it would be, <laughs> I think it would be be very worth their time. I mean, I am every bit of an, an Ole Miss fan that that a lot of the other ones are. So, oh, you're worse. Uh, you're insane. I get, I mean, I get pretty, I get, <laughs> I get pretty mad, and I get pretty happy at the same time. So, um, yeah, I'm into some baseball. So, I, I think if we get Omaha, just knowing that. It's been what seven years since we've been. I think you almost have to go if you're an Ole Miss fan because it's not been as common as you would like. I think a Bradley Sal live cam would be pretty electric. Yeah, uh, get, get it after that first home run when we go about three to nothing. There's there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of Ric Flair type moments. That'd be so good, just electric <laughs> on fire content. How you feeling uh, now that Ole Miss has advanced to a super regional and will play Arizona in? Tucson, Arizona this weekend starting on Friday. How you feeling? You know, I have a couple of feelings on it. Well, first off, I feel like our biggest test was this regional. Um, I think just from the pitching standpoint, I mean, I, I, our pitching has been better, but man, really forcing us to go into to four games like that and go deep and kind of move some guys around having Brendan Casey. And I think that was a big test for us. I honestly feel better about the super regional. Now look at Arizona stats. Um, you know, they have some pretty, pretty gaudy stats, which, which can be, you know, can be a little bit makes you a little nervous, but at the same time, you look at, you know, you, you just got to wonder if they're, you know, are they as good as an SEC team? I don't know. LSU gets and beats Oregon in their regional. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those things where it, is it the competition or, or are they, they that, that legit? We'll see. I think they are a good team. Um, they, they certainly like they hit the ball like crazy. I mean, they have, looks like 10, nine or 10 guys hitting over 300. Um, so I think it's going to be a good test for us. I think it's going to be a good competition. Um, you know, I, I certainly be interested to see what we do at the pitching rotation. I, I feel like Doug is that middle man on Saturday to keep us in. It is it, it, probably gonna be best for us, but I'll be interested to see what we do starter wise. I think that you know you have to go Doherty or, or Myers in one of those games as a starter. I mean, I think they earned the right. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think on Friday you actually have to start Tyler Myers because he's the one guy who didn't throw on Monday in that deciding game seven of the Oxford Regional. And Doug, look, he threw 119 pitches on Saturday and then came back two days later and threw 40 more pitches. Honestly, I thought after he got that one out in the sixth, he'd be done, but he wasn't. So Doug cannot realistically, in my opinion, start on Friday. And the best way, it sounds simplistic, like I said on Tuesday, but the best way to get out of a Super Regional is to win the first two games. Duh. But that's the way it is, the best way to get out of it. And if you made me pick the pitcher right now, the starting pitcher right now that I feel most trusting in, it's Tyler Myers for one specific reason. And I've repeated this multiple times at this point, but he'll go out there and compete. That's what he'll do. Just like Doug does every single time he takes the ball, even when he's not at his best, he competes. I thought he'd be done after five innings on Saturday, and then he comes back out and he's at his in-game best in the sixth and seventh innings. And that's just all straight-up competitiveness, just absolutely competing his tail off. Same thing with Tyler Myers. The stuff is never going to jump out at you. It's never going to overly impress you because it's not that impressive of stuff. But he competes, and he really saved Ole Miss's bullpen and saved arms for what Ole Miss desperately needed on Monday, every single arm available he could have, by going five innings in that Sunday night loss. And yeah, he gave up three runs, but one came on a two-run homer that honestly wasn't hit all that well, but hit in the right place in Swayze Field, the one place where any kind of fly ball that gets in the air 
you get it close to the foul pole, good chance it gets out if you get it up in the air. So, yeah, I think I would go with Tyler Myers on Friday and then Doug Nikhazy on Saturday. And as Nick Suss talked about on Tuesday on this podcast, Arizona has it set up where its best pitcher goes on Saturday. So you got Doug versus their best pitcher on Saturday, and he's on regular rest. Yeah, hi- hypothetically, I mean, you tell me here you're more of the baseball guy um, as far as strategy and stuff. But, I mean, say hypothetically you went there and won that game with Myers on the mound on Friday for Sunday, or do you or do you go ahead and, and pitch him on Saturday versus their, their best guy? Maybe go a Doherty um, Diamond on a Saturday. Oh, I'm going for a win on Saturday with Doug. Yeah, that, that makes sense. The thing that was interesting when I was talking to Mike Clement on this podcast on Tuesday was that he said everything is on the table, which tells me that, yes, I think ideally they would keep Jack Doherty in the role that he's been in because he's been crucial for a pin that's short on arms outside of Taylor Broadway. We thought Brandon Johnson was one of those guys, but then he didn't pitch all that much this weekend, and when he did pitch, he wasn't particularly effective. Derek Diamond has essentially served as an opener, so he will start one of the three games this weekend. I would figure that would be on Sunday because, again, Tyler Myers, of all the pitchers, is the most well-rested going into Friday and then Saturday. If you have a chance to win the series right then and there, you go for it and you go with Doug. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. I mean, that's, uh, it, I, d- I definitely think you, you give Doug that extra day of rest. So even if you put him right in the middle on Saturday, man, I mean, I think that's the right play. Cause if you did drop the first one, at least you're going out there Saturday saying, Hey, we got the Casey. Um, you know, if we lose that one, then it's just, just good on good. And they're just better, but it gives you that, that, that security blanket right in the middle. And if you mess around and, and win Friday and you got Doug come out on Saturday, you feel pretty good about your chances of getting to Omaha. But that's not the only big Ole Miss thing that's happening right now as far as news. A lot of smoke to Mike Bianco's potential candidacy at LSU. And I made a post on my message board, the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and affiliated 247 Sports, earlier on Wednesday. And it said this, while sources indicate that, yes, LSU has real interest in Mike Bianco, strongly, I would say, from the old guard on Red Stick, the Tigers' search is currently focused on ECU head coach Cliff Godwin, the former Ole Miss assistant, the former Ole Miss hitting coach, was the hitting coach for Ole Miss when they went to the College World Series in 2014, and former Oregon State head coach Pat Casey. And now, Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball comes back and says later on in the day that Pat Casey has emerged as the front runner. He's got a national championship on his resume. There's some controversial stuff in his background. But there is or has been smoke to Mike Bianco and LSU and a lot of support for him. And it's been a big topic of conversation on the message boards and all that kind of stuff. When you heard all of these rumors or saw these rumors, what'd you think? Um, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me um, if if he did leave, just because it's you know, it's his alma mater. He's he's been here so long. He's he's starting to receive quite a bit of flack from fans, and um, you know, it, it's, I certainly wouldn't blame him for for considering it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where, I mean, we've, we've had him all these years and you, you just don't know where his mindset is, if he's, if he's looking for a fresh start or what, but I mean, obviously with him being an LSU guy, his name's going to be flung around there. Um, not to mention his son's there. So, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he would consider it. I mean, I mean you gotta think, I mean, he's been here, he's done, done about all he can do here. So at some point a fresh start would, um, maybe in his, in his future. The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi cookouts in the grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. 
Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen light it up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yeah, maybe so, but I will say this. If he makes it to Omaha this year, how much does it change opinion, if at all? Because um, something that's interesting to me is it feels like everybody's dug in no matter what, which is bizarre. Because if you look at this team in a vacuum, it's inarguable that it's been a success to win 44 games tied for the fourth most in a single season in school history with a team that was just riddled with injury after injury and all consequential. Peyton Shatney after the first two weeks. Gunnar Hoagland's season-ending Tommy John surgery. Doug Nikhazy was lost for weeks. Max Chofi with a bullpen that desperately needs arms, lost for the season to Tommy John surgery. Kale Baker went down for a little while. Tim Elko suffers an injury that never happens in baseball with the ACL tear. So this team, in a vacuum, and the success that it's had, it's inarguable that this has been one of the better jobs he's ever done. And then last year, it's unfortunate because that team, with a generational performance as far as single season out of a hitter and Anthony Servidio potentially on a track to be college baseball player of the year, along with the Tim Elko healthy having his breakout that was happening again this year following that season up. And then Tyler Keenan, one of the best hitters in Ole Miss history, with that pitching staff, two shots with Doug Nikhazy and Gunnar Hoagland to make it to Omaha twice, robbed of it. There's one thing that we can't deny either, I think, is that they would be going to three straight Super Regionals. Well, how does your opinion then change? Because then you look at the last seven years, going back to 2014, the last time they made it to Omaha, and you've got potentially, because you'd be hard-pressed to convince me that Ole Miss doesn't make it to Omaha last year or this year with Gunner and Doug both being healthy. If you think about it that way, seven years, two Omaha trips, three straight Super Regional appearances— that hasn't happened since 2006, 2007, maybe it's 2005, 6, 7, or 6, 7, 8. I can't remember. I'm just trying to do this off the top of my head. Point being is that would the opinion be all that different? Or has everyone kind of just dug into their side, whatever that side might be? I don't know. But I will say this. 
there was real support or still is real support for Mike Bianco, but it looks like Pat Casey is the leading candidate. I mean, Kendall Rogers is one of the very best in the business as far as covering college baseball. So no reason to doubt him Um, there, but it was an interesting thing at least to follow. And until a hire is made at LSU, it does add intrigue. And even if Mike Bianco doesn't get all that serious with LSU, and I'm not even sure he would take the job. I'm fascinated by going to a super regional, whether they get to Omaha or not, what the conversations are going to be like with Keith Carter. We all know that when he didn't roll over the contract, there was some bad blood. I don't want to say bad blood because there's not bad blood with them at all. They're fine. But there were some hurt feelings, if that makes any kind of sense. If Mike Bianco can really have his feelings hurt. Maybe it was just not happy feelings with Mike Bianco when that happened. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. He, he's he, he certainly feel disrespected in a sense, especially he's been here so long. So not necessarily hurt feelings, but I know what you mean. Like, it's like kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's kind of kind of pisses you off. You know, right. you feel like you may, maybe a little respect there. So you make a good point there. But yeah, I mean, if you look at, yeah, I think you make a really good point on, hey, what would happen last year? How would we feel had last year, you know, we had the complete year and, and potentially had an Omaha team. I mean, you look, he's, I mean, we're 60 and 21 in our last 81 games. So um, I mean, it's a pretty damn good baseball going on here at Ole Miss. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that having that year may, may have helped uh, everybody's opinion. Of it. But I think, you know, it, it's just the nature of the beast in coaching, man. Uh, once you're somewhere for so long, you just lose a percentage of support every year. And it just adds up at the end. I mean, it, it never fails. A coach has been there forever. There's always the people that are just sick of seeing the same old stuff. And, um, you know, the, the standard's been set so high here. I mean, this is almost as, you know, pretty damn good team every year and it's you know people just kind of want to see that next level no matter how good you get people want to see you get a little better it's the same deal with alabama they, you know the, the one year they don't go to the national championship everybody's just you know ragging and down on them but you look up and they went 12 and one or 12 and two and it just wasn't good enough so that so once you set a high standard it just is what it is and that's that's what people expect and they expect it just to keep getting better so um he's just in that situation if nothing else those conversations or being a fly on the wall for those conversations with Keith and Mike once they sit down whenever the season is over, be it after this weekend or in Omaha, whenever that end is. Maybe it's the national championship. Hell, we don't know because they keep coming back. And that's what I think has been the most endearing thing about this team is every time I've counted them out, which has been multiple times, I never would have thought they'd have been able to overcome Tim Elko tearing his ACL. I also would have never expected that Tim Elko would be playing on an ACL and hitting six bombs since he tore his ACL, including two grand slams in the Oxford Regional, all runs that they absolutely had to have, otherwise they don't get out of it. I would have never predicted that. Or Gunnar Hogan going down. When that happened, I was like, it's over. It's done. There's no way. And yet they keep piecing it together with guys like Jack Doherty, who is redshirting into April, or Tyler Myers, who's getting better and better the further he's removed from Tommy John. It's a lot of cool stories. No matter what side you're on, if Ole Miss fans could just take a step back and appreciate this team for what it is and remove whatever feelings you have, good or bad, about Mike Bianco, who has accomplished so much at Ole Miss, if you can just remove yourself from that and appreciate this team for what it is, it's a really special group. And that goes beyond just getting out of that Oxford Regional. Because I know how it felt. I left that stadium on Sunday night. You did too. How it felt leaving that stadium, it was like, oh God, here Ole Miss goes again. Is it another bloody Monday? And it wasn't. This team came out and put up a nine spot. And each time that Southern Miss got close, you thought, all right, here it goes. Another meltdown. They extended the lead back out. Calvin Harris, who really hadn't hit all that much, hits a two-run home run after making a big error at first base. And they win. 
I just think this team in particular, when viewed way down the line, we're all going to be talking about Tim Elko and the legendary stuff that he's doing. But there are many, many other stories that are equally important, maybe not as legendary as far as the accomplishment, but equally important to the success that they've had. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you walk out of that stadium this this Sunday. I mean, I, I literally, as I was walking, I was mumbling to myself yep. like, here we go, Tennessee Tech all over again. I heard that multiple times because, I mean, it just felt that way. You've been burned so many times in Ole Miss fan, Brad. I, I, I mean, feel you, man. It, I understand. If it, you just felt like you were never going to be able to keep them off the board. I mean, Southern kudos to Southern Miss, man. That's a good baseball team. Those dudes can absolutely hit the baseball. Like, they came in and competed. They just, honestly, they were so low on pitching. They, they, had, they had nothing for you got to earn everything from them. That's what impressed me. Yeah, they, they, they can. You get up on them, it, it doesn't matter. They come back and. And oh my goodness, the, the Trimble kid or whatever the number two—I mean, I don't know how he was missed in the recruiting process by any other Mississippi school or any school in the nation. But that kid may be the best baseball player in Mississippi. I mean, he is unreal at the plate. So um, yeah, I mean, they, they got a good squad. They were they were impressive. Now that's why I'm extremely excited that our regional was so competitive. Um, you know, we got we faced a really good pitcher the first night. Um, kind of got after him, and we had a good competitive regional. So we're going to come out there, Arizona, and I think be ready to go. Um, you know, we had we've been in some higher pressure situations already. We had some solid baseball teams, so um, we're battle tested and ready to go. I, I I look forward to this weekend. Rapid fire before I let you go, because I talked to Will Allen for forty minutes. So Brad's return to the podcast. It's brief, and I apologize, but you're coming back. We're going to do a mailbag as the first show next week, and you're back in the saddle. You might have to do two shows straight, two hours, just to make up for lost time here. But <laughs> rapid fire questions for you. Number one. What's your prediction? Does almost get out of it and go to Omaha? Um, you know, I, I try to take off the fan the fan glasses here, but I think that um, I think the key is really going to be that who can hit the pitching, man. I think if our pitching can on Friday night, I think if we can piece together a good game and, and mess around and win that Friday game, I would say yes, we're going to Omaha. I just I think Doug's going to be. Um, yeah, I think Doug Doug's going to be to get the win, but yeah, I mean, there's just something special about this season. Uh, if we went out there and lost, I mean, obviously we lose to a good team, but there's just some special feeling about this season where I feel like it's one of those years where, where we're going to break through. I mean, it, we, we've just kept, we keep battling back and it just has a good feel to it. So I'm going to say, yeah, we're going to make it to Omaha. Um, you know, I, I just think this team's destined for, it. we kind of got screwed out of it last year. And, um, I, I just, I just feel something special with this squad. No team deserves it more with everything they've been dealt. And I will say the 2014 team, not a lot of people predicted them to be the one to break through and to go to Omaha. So you never know. This could be the one. All right, two more real quick. Number one, the pitcher not named Doug Nikhazy. I asked this to Nick Suss on Tuesday. I'll ask it to you. The pitcher not named Doug Nikhazy that has to be good this weekend. Or Taylor Broadway. You can't say Taylor Broadway. That's a cheat. Yeah, I think I think you. I think there's three guys that, that, that are going to be the key to Omaha, and they're going to be the key when we get to Omaha. Taylor Myers, Jack Doherty, and Derek Diamond. Those guys are going to have to be average at that. You know, they're going to have to be at least average and get us four or five good innings um, if they're called upon. Um, that any combination of those three, you're going to have to. One of those guys are going to have, to have a special performance. And I'll tell you what, man, the, the Doherty kid, he he competes. Um, something about when he goes on the mound, it just has a good feel to it. Diamond's even getting a little bit of swag back, and Myers as well. So I mean, I, I think at the right time, those guys. Those three can piece together some kind of some kind of really good start. I think that's that's the key. The hitter that has to be good this weekend, not name Tim Elko or Kevin Graham for Ole Miss to advance. I think there's two guys here. I think you go Leatherwood and McCants. 
the combination of Leatherwood McCants and Dunhurst, one of those three have to have to pick it up just a little bit. And I, I would say Chatagnier, but man, he he had some good at bats there late in the regional that um, that made me feel better about that situation. I just don't think he should be in the lead all spot. I think I think we're done with that. Um, but yeah, I think you have McCants. If McCants will get hot and Leatherwood starts swinging it, maybe Dunhurst gets back going. Um, a combination of those three are going to have to show up and be ready to roll. Jacob Gonzalez was named an All-American, freshman All-American on Wednesday, so congrats to him. Last one, if there's a surprise hero this weekend, who is it? Um, surprise hero, um, Kel Baker hits the walk-off to go to Omaha. Whoa! <laughs> oh, man, I mean, and not only that, he goes oppo. He, he takes the breaking ball outside oppo. Let's wow. go. Well, Mike Clement said that <laughs> on Tuesday. He said, look, Kel Baker, he has to be a guy that drives it to the right center gap. So, hey. You're not you're not far off there. So hey, I like that. Hey, I, I will say this too. I will say that um, looking at their ballpark, it's a massive ballpark. Mm-hmm. I think you you maybe consider having a John Rice in there a little more just for defensive purposes. I think this is going to be a. I don't think there's going to be a ton of bombs, even though you're at elevation. But they have a massive ballpark, so I think it's going to you know you're going to need some speed in the outfield this week. So maybe they they do something to to combat that. But maybe a John Rice and will, will be in there on defense. What a deep cut Kel Baker walk off to go to Omaha. If that happens, Brad, oh my God, you talk about legendary predictions. That'll go <laughs> down amongst the very best, man. That's ridiculous. Man, you talk about wiping everything away, and Kel Baker does that. Right. He he may get a statue with that long hair at the front <laughs> of the stage. Everybody can see him every 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 year when they come in. Well, they'd have to put it by the Tim Elko statue because that has to happen at this point. I mean, you got to honor him <laughs> man, in some way. I mean, it my could God. be Tim Elko Holden. Um, Kel Baker like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. It was brief, man, but good. I'm glad we finally did this and got you back on the pod. He's not going anywhere. Just scheduling for the last two weeks has been hell, man. I mean, just trying to fit it around what Ole Miss baseball is doing and trying to cover it at the same time has been bizarre. But, hey, thanks for coming back. I appreciate you, and we're going to get back on schedule next week. All right, sounds good, Ben. Hotty toddy, man. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions and iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. doesn't matter. Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, you name it. As long as you search talk of champions, we'll be there. I also write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Going to go now to the Modern Woodman phone line for a 40-minute conversation with former Ole Miss baseball captain and catcher Will Allen. Before we do, let's hear from B&A Bank and Cheney's Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Oxford, Mississippi is always at its best in the spring and summer. The sun is shining, the square is popping, and you actually now get to go back to Ole Miss Athletics events in person. What could be better? But the only way to truly enjoy everything that Oxford and Ole Miss has to offer is to make sure you're still taking care of yourself, keeping yourself safe, and that you have a pharmacy you know you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy. 
a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the rebels themselves. Chinese Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at cheneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. The Modern Woodman Phone Line. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel Sports. Modern Woodman. Let's make a difference together. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. Going now to the Modern Woodman Phone Line to speak to former Ole Miss baseball captain catcher, Will Allen, the last time Ole Miss made it to Omaha was 2014. This 2021 version of Ole Miss baseball is two wins away. They're in Arizona for the Super Regional that will determine whether one of the Wildcats or the Ole Miss Rebels, your Ole Miss Rebels, will make it to the College World Series. Will, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing well, man. What about yourself, Ben? Oh, I'm making it, man. I'm making it. How are you doing? What are you doing? What's the update on Will Allen? Oh, shoot, man. Just, uh... You know, uh, I'm working, doing some medical sales, but uh, this time of year, locked into some college baseball. So, not not too much new on my end. How much Ole Miss baseball did you watch this year? A lot, man. <laughs> I'm a I'm a pretty big fan for sure. It's you know that that part I don't think is ever going to leave me. I mean, that was a huge part of my life, and now I kind of get to transition into you know taking a step back and watching more as like a fan now, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I watch most, most of the weekend series. I mean, 80% of the games, maybe. Look, I've asked Mike Bianco this. I've asked Mike Clement this. I've asked everybody associated with Ole Miss this. And even non-Ole Miss people like Scott Berry, the Southern Miss head coach. What do you say about what Tim Elko's doing right now? Because this is absurd. <laughs> Man, it's honestly it's one of the coolest things I've I've really ever seen in in baseball and athletics. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's it's really un, unreal. It's hard to hard to even believe, hard to fathom. But like at this point, every time he gets up to hit, you're just like, oh, here we go again. And I, I think it's incredible. It's so cool for him, for Ole Miss, for college baseball, sports in general. I mean that that storyline is. Is unbelievable. So I, I, you know, huge fan of his. I, I feel like he's a great guy, great leader. Just, I mean, couldn't couldn't be happier for him. And what a what a story. What an ambassador for Ole Miss. Well, you've got a really cool perspective on this because, like Tim, you're a former captain, and you know what that leadership entails and what it means to have your teammates have that trust in you. ACL injuries don't happen in baseball. So kind of put yourself in his shoes and having been the former captain and you've been through those wars before trying to play through that from a former player's perspective, just how incredible is that for you? 
Yeah, that's it's just unreal, man. I mean, ACLs are so unique. I mean, that and rare, and especially in baseball players. I mean, that's something you don't really hear of. And you know, when you do hear of it, usually football, basketball, whatever it is, right after that is you know reconstructive surgery, and like you just assume that's the next step, and like kind of watching that story unfold he you know he's on crutches in the dugout you know a couple days after walking around you're like still hasn't had surgery and then you know those rumors get out there like yeah he's gonna postpone that see if he can play through some pain and I'll be honest I I was like I mean good for him if he you know thinks he can but I mean how many people do that how many (laughs) times heard that and Sure enough, proved me wrong. I'm sure he proved a ton of other people wrong, but just, I mean, incredible for him. And I mean, what a, what a leader. Every time I hear him talk, I mean, the few times I've met him in, in person, such a positive guy. Um, obviously his teammates love him, respect him and being the, and being, you know, older guy on the team, I'm sure he was, you know, used to kind of pushing people, you know, leading and just from what I've heard around the program, like had some dark days. I mean, definitely doubts, you know, coming back from something that that crazy, that rare. And I mean, everything I've heard is teammates, you know, kind of flipped that reverse, you know, script and, you know, got behind him and helped push him and encourage him. And I mean, that's it's unreal what he's doing and couldn't be more positive. Well, you bring up a really good point and something that really hasn't been touched on here. You've been through this being drafted. In college baseball, as you're preparing in your draft year for the draft, which is in three days as we're recording this, you have to think of yourself. You have to be selfish in that way to put your health on the line, knowing that it could adversely affect you down the line as far as your professional future. That's an even greater sacrifice and something that I don't think a lot of people take into consideration here when they think about what Tim's doing. Oh, for sure. I mean, that just proves right there just the the selflessness and just sacrifice and everything and almost just trust and, you know, doctors, trainers, coaching staff. Like, once you kind of get the go-ahead that, like, if you want to play and push through the pain and uncomfortable stuff, you know, and postpone the surgery, like, we'll do it. Just to, I mean, make that call and, and be there for your – your team, that's that's awesome. And to be honest, I mean, he might have made himself some more money. Like, just the the numbers he's put up after the fact. I mean, if I'm a team looking at that, you already know he's good. Um, but now, I mean, you know, he's tough, gritty, just, uh, I mean, gonna gonna put it all out on the line. I mean, I don't I don't see why a team would be deterred from that, especially nowadays ACLs and the the surgeries they do and the the rehabs, the way people come back from it. I don't know if I'm a team, I'm, I'm not that, that worried about it. You've been through the draft process. So I ask you because people have asked me about whether or not Tim will come back. And I've said and been bullish that look, a lot of teams will go, okay, I'll pick him in the 15th, 16th, 17th round, pay him a little bit over slot, and I'm getting a guy that I would otherwise, if he were healthy, draft in the top six or eight rounds, and he's hitting, what, 16 home runs, 
Six of them have come <laughs> after the ACL injury. If he were healthy, he'd probably hit 25, 26, 27, and I'm getting him in the 15th or 16th. That's a guy you pay over slot a little bit for, and he signs because if he doesn't, then he loses all leverage. And that's something that's going to have to come into play at some point once he does find out when or who he's going to as far as drafted. For sure. No doubt. I mean, the the difference in college baseball and then pro ball, I mean, there there's so many, but I mean, the biggest thing is, I mean, pro baseball is a business. They're going to do what they can do to look out for themselves, the team, save money, cut corners any place they can. And college baseball is more, you know, the brotherhood team first, like let's, let's go win a championship. I, I mean, he's going to have that, you know, decision to make. And I mean, that's so cool. He's got another year. And I mean, with the team that they have coming back, I mean, that's incredible. That could be, so so exciting to see but in my opinion he's going to have a an opportunity to play pro baseball i mean whether it's you know after his acl surgery after this season next season whatever it is it's tough to say i don't really know know what you know what you do it's weird the way the college baseball season and the pro draft kind of align i don't really don't like that cuz i mean you're you're focused on your team and college and supers and Omaha and everything and just there's there's no other basketball football there's no other draft that happens during the season so that's kind of weird to me I mean your your focus should be you know what you've worked this whole season whole year for I think they may look at that you know in years to come and address that but no I mean I I think he's put himself in just a, a great position to you know, really do whatever he wants to do. It's 2021. I would have expected that we'd have some type of draft reform by this point to where the draft has been moved back. I don't understand it because you're right. It does draw undue attention away from what should be the focus of teams that are in the playoffs and players that are going to get drafted high that are in the playoffs, the tournament. Because I always think back to Ryan Rollison on that bloody Monday when Ole Miss lost to Tennessee Tech. And what should be one of the greatest days of his life is soured by what is one of the worst days team-wise for Ole Miss baseball. Yeah. So he has this conflict of emotion that he shouldn't have to deal with. Oh, no doubt, man. I remember, I mean, our the draft was happening during the Super Regionals in 2014. So you're going back-to-back days where we're playing and guys are – getting phone calls during games, after games. And obviously like they're not handling it, but I mean, why should a guy have to make, you know, a life changing decision right now, like in the middle of a game, in the middle of a practice, in the middle of a three game series that decides if they're going to Omaha or not, like it doesn't make sense. Um, I, I would, I would agree with you at some point there should be some reform there. Just take a look at it. I mean, I don't see what what's the, the harm in waiting, you know, a few weeks, but that's just me. Well, you said it perfectly earlier, man. MLB teams are only looking out for MLB teams, period. The player has to be a one-man business. Chris Coughlin, I was talking to him. I went and saw him when the Iowa Cubs came to play in Memphis against the Redbirds, and I spoke to him, just talked about a little Ole Miss stuff and just his career and continuing his career. And one thing he said, if I could give any of these draft-eligible Ole Miss guys any type of advice, 
You're a one-man business, and always remember that. Because I wish somebody would have told me that back when I got drafted, because no one else is looking out for you except for you, so look out for yourself. Oh, 100%. And, I mean, you look at his career and, you know, everything he's done in the big leagues and everything. I mean, he he would know better than anyone. But, I mean, I, I had that same experience. I mean, you go from that 2014 season and team, you know, finishing third in the College World Series, uh, you know, now you're in rookie ball, low A, and I mean, you're just part of 150 guys in their organization, and it's a revolving door. You know, if you're not playing well, if you're hurt, it's next guy up, and no one's really there to check check on you, see how you're doing physically, mentally, how you're performing. It's just purely numbers, and if you're not going to do it, we'll do, you know, we'll go a different direction. One thing, you know, I've always shared with other guys, like my coaches from that team that would call and check in on me during pro ball season. uh, I mean, they're asking about me as a person, you know, how's, how's my family doing? How am I doing? How's life on the road, you know, being in Connecticut or Grand Rapids, Michigan, or really wherever they're asking about me and like, that just shows that they care more than just numbers. And I mean, we have that, that bond and that relationship. And I mean, they want to know like how you're doing on the field, but I mean, you've already proven to them, you know, the kind of person you are, the kind of worker you are and everything. And I mean, they, they don't really want to hear, you know, yeah, my team's five games over 500. We're in a, in a playoff push because I mean that's cool and all but it's not not going to compare at all to a college world series run a super regional even a regional in Oxford Mississippi like that's that's as good as it gets for most people there are you know a select few that will play in the big leagues and you know go on to have long careers in the big leagues and that's incredible but for most Ole Miss baseball players uh, I mean, you got to enjoy this ride right now because this is as close to the peak as it gets. We'll get right back to Will Allen, former Ole Miss baseball captain and catcher in this edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Are you looking for a career change? Maybe COVID threw you for a loop. Maybe it's time that you did something else. Maybe you're just tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else. Well, our phone line sponsor, Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, is looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary. You do have to be a resident of Mississippi, but what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. Don't wait around anymore. It's time to make a change. So for more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas Chandler today directly through Facebook or his number at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Make the change. Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, the title sponsor of Talk of Champions. Well, I don't mean for this to be the Tim Elko podcast, even though I could pretty much talk about what Tim's doing for an hour anyway. But you played through a torn labrum, man. You know how it is. You know how to play through 
the difficulty of an injury that is debilitating to play through pain, man. So when you think about playing through that, what was that like? What was that experience for you? Because again, it's the same kind of deal with Tim. Want to look out for yourself here. My team's counting on me to lead us to the College World Series. For sure, man. No, it's uh, it's something that once you get that go ahead, that like, hey, you're you're not gonna hurt yourself more, or like, if you can get through this couple weeks through the pain, the uncomfortable throws, whatever it is, then you can have surgery, then you can recover, then you can rest. It's really just a mindset and a perspective of I've been here all year or I've been here for three years, four years, whatever it is, working with these coaches, working with my teammates. And like, I owe it to them just as they owe it to me, give everything you have. And like, it is what it is. Like it's, if you can do it, that's great. And I mean, I ended up doing the same thing in pro ball. I had a sports hernia that, you know, popped up my second year, I think 2016 in like May, early May. And they told me like, it's not going to get worse. You can end your season now and have surgery or you can play until you can't go anymore. And I chose to do that and then have surgery at the end of the season. And I mean, for one, you're fighting for a spot and you want to prove that. But I mean, as far as the college stuff goes, I mean, there's nothing better than being out there with your teammates and everything. So I, I think it's incredible what he's doing and, Obviously, it hasn't hasn't slowed him down numbers-wise. Ole Miss, for the first time since 2006-2007, is in back-to-back Super Regionals. Yes, the 2020 season was wiped out due to the pandemic, so it's back-to-back postseasons, we have to say, but it's still back-to-back nonetheless. The last time Ole Miss got out of a Super was your year. That's why we're talking today, 2014. And before we get into some stories, because the last time we talked, you had a great story about Christian Trent, and I want to compare him and Doug Nikhazy, their competitiveness. <laughs> but before we get into that, as we're recording, they left out to go to Arizona. So if you could give them advice about what they're going into as far as the competitive nature of the Super Regional that they haven't experienced yet, other than a couple like a Tim in 2019, what is the heightened sense of competitiveness of a Super? It's unreal. Like this time of year is, is so fun because, you know, you're out of school your sole focus is just baseball and it's kind of a glimpse into, into the future of pro ball, because that's, that's all you're doing. You don't have schoolwork, you know, you're not trying to balance that tutor sessions and everything. So you're just locked in on that, that main goal of getting to Omaha and just, I mean, for the guys that haven't experienced it, I mean, soak it in, just be there, be in the moment, enjoy it. Cause I mean, that's, that's what you've worked so hard for. That's what, you know, the early mornings are for the late nights, the cage sessions, the conditioning, the, I mean, everything, those, those 27 outs you do in practice, everything is, I mean, all for this moment. And you put in the work, you know, you're good. You've had success all year. So just go out there and, and do it. Just don't, don't get caught up and, you know, being on the road or playing, you know, whoever it is or whoever you're going to face, just be you work hard, be there for each other and just enjoy the ride. Cause they're, they're plenty talented. I know that B and his staff has got, you know, everyone well-prepared and they've done, they've done the work. And now this is just time to go 
go do it. All right, Mr. Former Catcher, you're going to face a team in Arizona that leads all of Power 5 in so many different categories, hitting, batting average, slugging, doubles, triples, just a bunch of different categories. Pitching staff-wise, do you change anything in particular, or do you go right at them? How do you go about the scouting or scouting report or the attack against an Arizona team like that that can hit so well? Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I, I love the quote, just, you know, focus on us. Just don't don't worry about the opponent. I mean, that, that sums up my mentality, my mindset, and most every category. Um, you know, I, I don't think you change a thing. I think you do what, you know, has been successful all year. You You go and, you know, give it your all. And it's either going to work out or it's not, but you don't want to go in there and change something and look back and be like, well, dang, maybe what I did all season was good enough. So for me, I tell those guys, you know, it doesn't matter who's stepping in the box. doesn't matter their numbers. I mean, whatever it is, you do you, you do what you're, you're great at, you know, if you're going to hit spots, hit your spots. If you're going to, you know, overpower people, do it, you know, pitch backwards. If that's you do it, but you don't want to go in there and, you know, overthink it and say, well, this team, you know, they're aggressive. So let's, you know, let's pitch backwards. Let's be careful. Let's, you know, in and out and, you know, be real nitpicky. Like that's, that's not the way to compete. Like if, if you're a Mike Bianco coach team, you're going to be, be you, you're going to be aggressive, you're going to be competitive, and, you know, I, I think that's plenty plenty good enough. What is Mike like in the postseason? He's awesome, man. He's unbelievable coach, unbelievable guy. I don't know that I've met someone who is as good a communicator on and off the field because he sets his expectations early. I mean, I, I knew the expectations before I even stepped on campus through my, my few few phone calls and few interactions I had with him. Um, and, uh, I mean, he's just – he's unbelievable. He's going get, to get the team locked in. He's going to have them fired up. And, I mean, some of those pregame speeches, the stories he tells, the, the mindset he gets those guys into, like, su- such a cool feeling. And, it's, I mean, it's hard to even explain, but it's, uh, it's awesome. He's a – one one of a kind and love and and respect every you know every moment I have with him for sure. Y'all are down there in a the locker room preparing for game one of a super, trying to punch your ticket to Omaha, and you're all gathered around. And Mike's about to talk. What does he say? Shoot, man, pro- probably something I just relayed. Just you guys have you know put in the work. You guys are here for a reason. It doesn't matter about who's on the other side. You know the other other side of that foul line it's it's us we're gonna we're gonna compete against us and ourselves and be the best version we can be and if you don't believe in the work that you put in this off season through the fall through the season through the sec gauntlet then we're gonna find somebody else who does because that's why you're here that's what you do and i mean results speak for themselves i mean he's been extremely successful and you know the teams that he's coached and that's one thing 
you know, they're, they're going to be tough. They're going to compete. They're going to be aggressive and whatever the outcome is, that's the outcome. Does he do a pretty good job of staying in touch with guys like you and all the former players? Like, can y'all pick up the phone and just call him when you want to? Oh, for sure. For sure. Hang on one sec. Sorry. I got a dog barking. <laughs> um, here's a random side note. So this dog, it's my parents' dog now, but he, uh, named Dexter. He's almost 11. Named Dexter after Dexter McCluster because my official <laughs> visit was the Tennessee game. And uh, he rushed for like 272 yards. Yeah. We got him, I think, going into my first year at school. Needed a name, and that's what we went with. Oh, dude, that's a great story, man. I love that. Oh, yeah. that's great, dude. Ole Miss, big, big part of the fam. Oh, I love that, man. So you can pick up the phone and All call right. him whenever, huh? Oh, for sure, man. I mean, not not that we do. I mean, he, especially this time of year, um, busy man. But uh, I mean, I think every year since I've been gone, uh, get a text on my birthday. I text him on his birthday and opening day. Um, I saw him down here in Gainesville when uh, the team came down and got to spend, you know, a few minutes. 20, 25 minutes at practice with them. And just, I mean, that that's awesome. It's, it's great to be able to have that, that continued relationship with somebody who played, you know, such a, such a big part of my life and baseball career. Well, what reminded me that I have to call Will Allen, I hadn't talked to you in so long, was on Monday when Doug pretty much threatened Mike Bianco, hey man, if you don't let me pitch today, I'm going to fight you. And it reminded me of the story you told last June about how Christian Trent, when y'all lost that first game in Lafayette, y'all could hang your heads all you want, but I got this shit. That's what he said. I got this shit. And he went out there and he shoved it. Y'all forced the game three, and then you won and you punched your ticket. And it reminded me a lot of that to Doug Nikhazy as far as his competitiveness and the belief that every time he takes the mound, he's going to go out there and he's going to get it done. And seemingly he has done that. Anytime Ole Miss has needed a win, Doug has gone out there and gotten it. I don't think anybody in Ole Miss baseball history as far as pitchers has been as consistent in that regard as Doug. And him doing that on Monday immediately brought to mind what you said last June about Christian and what he said to y'all in that Super in Lafayette. Oh, 100%. I, I mean, I love love that story because, I mean, that's 100% accurate. You can ask anybody that was in the team meal exactly what happened, exactly what he said. He patted his left arm he's like, I got it. We're good. And we, I mean, just get fired up. But I, I mean, with Doug, I, I see the same thing. I mean, never met him, but you can just see the kind of competitor he is whenever I see him on TV. But then just there's a switch there, the competitive nature, just when you need a win, when the back's up against the wall. I, I mean, you, you have belief and trust in all your guys, but there are certain guys that, I mean, you just know, like, it, it's not even like, a, okay, we'll, we'll probably get it done. Like you just know. And he's one of those guys, Christian Trent was that guy on our team. And I mean, that's not a knock on anybody else. It's just the truth. And I mean, he's unreal. I, I see the similarities and I mean, kind of their deliveries, the way they kind of throw across their body, the way they both, you know, mix up their pitches and, Hit the hit the strike zone on both sides of the plate, and I, I mean, it, it's impressive. And I thought the same thing. Just, I mean, I could go back to watching, you know, 
Pomerantz on like the two days rest and everything. Um, I can go to Christian Trent's game two and at ULL and then Doug. I mean, that's, that's unreal. Great to have a guy like that. Going to jump right back to Will Allen, former Ole Miss baseball captain and catcher in this edition of Talk of Champions. After I tell you briefly about Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, another proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Finally, at long last, Oxford is getting back to normal. The sun is shining. Those dreary winter months, they're behind us. Better yet, you actually get to experience Ole Miss Athletics events in person. What a world. What better way to get there than in a new car, truck, or Jeep? The only place to go for your next vehicle is Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. They'll take care of you. And I know because I've bought a car there myself. And the experience was too easy. Seamless even. Their only goal is to get you in the vehicle you've always wanted at a good price. So reach out today. Don't wait. Give them a call. 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Or stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's 2201 East University Avenue. Just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Sheep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. The number one thing that you tell people about when they ask you about your experience in 2014 down there at ULL and getting it done, and when you secure that last out, what do you always go back to? What do you remember most fondly? Probably immediately just the the celebration with the whole team. Uh, I mean, everybody, like camera crews, trainers, uh, I mean, all the coaches, all the players that traveled that weren't in the dugout, like everybody, it was just, I mean, one of those moments you just don't forget. And just finally punching that ticket after waiting so long and not, not like a sigh of relief, not like a monkey off your back. I mean, it is, but it's just, we all knew, we all had the confidence. We all put in that work. It's just kind of that bonding throughout a full year. And then you see, all your your rewards right there in front of you. I mean, super, super rewarding, super fun moment. And then, I mean, I have this picture. I mean, one of my favorite memories is uh, hugging B right after kind of the dog pile and stuff kind of settling off. And, I mean, you, all you see is, like, my back. Like, you see my number and everything. But his face, and, I mean, his face just says it all. I mean, it's – there. I mean, just – just love, love there. And I mean, that's awesome just because they, they believed in us. They pushed us to, to know, you know, reach our, our potential and not, not too many people really had our backs or really believed in us going into that year, but everyone in that, that coaching circle and trainers, you know, that, that whole staff definitely, definitely knew there was something special there just to be able to to do that with, you know, your team, your brothers, it's just unreal. One piece of advice you could give this Ole Miss team to get out of a super regional would be what? Just be you. I mean, seriously, I, I've watched this team and when when they're locked in and, and clicking, like I, I don't know who's gonna beat them. I mean, they they have it kind of on all sides of the ball. I think, you know, they pitch pitch great and obviously you're going to need some guys to step up um offense is great 
I, I just think, you know, BU just it's plenty good enough. You don't have to try to try to be anything you're not. Just enjoy the moment and don't worry about, you know, where you're at or who your opponent is because Ole Miss is one of the best teams in the country. And you look at in the fall going into the season, you're scrimmaging those guys. Like if you're hitting off Doug Nikhazy in scrimmages, if you're facing Tim Elko in scrimmages, like having success or grinding and competing, like that's as good as it gets. So in my book, just be you, compete. I I mean, you want to go out and give it all you have. I I think this is the moment to to do it, to prove it. Because you don't ever want to look back and think, well, dang, I was nervous. I was scared. I was, you know, I had a doubt in my mind. That may be the case, but go out and prove yourself wrong. Be aggressive. Make a mistake being aggressive. Don't sit back on your heels. You know, don't be worried about, you know, what if this doesn't work out? Because so many times it might not work out, but someone's going to pick you up. Someone's going to be there to lift your head, to hit the home run, to strike out the side. Just have trust in your teammates. Believe, compete. Get after it, man. Go to Omaha. If they do make it to Omaha, y'all's stay wasn't long. So the lesson you learned from Omaha and y'all's run that you would impart on them if they do make it there to extend their stay and make that push for a national championship, get close to that final goal. Shoot, man, same thing. Uh, I mean, Omaha is such a special place. There's so much history there. Uh, I mean, you spend your whole high school career trying to get to this point, spend your whole season, your whole career in college trying to get to this point. Same thing, man. Like, it doesn't matter if you guys haven't been there before. Like, there's so many guys on the other side, same situation, and somebody's got to win it. Every single year, somebody has to win it. And you just have to have that mentality of why not us. And I I do think, I mean, from watching these guys play, I I think they're as confident as anybody in the country that they can get it done. And, I mean, I I hope that's the case. I hope that's that's something that they truly believe because I know – You know, I see it. I see it from a standpoint when you're lined up across Bandy and killing it. Like, why not, y'all, man? Go do it. Yeah, I love that approach. Whenever I think about, because I was there in Omaha, whenever I think back to that Omaha stretch for you guys, I really thought that with the momentum y'all had, y'all were going to carry it all the way to the national championship game. I just really felt that way with the confidence and just how y'all are riding momentum, getting over the hump, getting to Omaha, And I think y'all felt that too. Why do you think that y'all's run fell short? Shoot, man. Honestly, I I look back at like little moments where necessarily anything we could have done differently, just maybe, maybe the ball kicked the wrong way. Maybe, you know, one, one minor hiccup, but if you run through our Omaha run, uh, I I mean, I think we were the most offensive team there. Um, Game one, get into, you know, a pitcher's duel with Virginia, um, lose a one-run ball game. Then, I mean, you know, you start like that, your back's kind of against the wall. You know, you got to go on a run and start eliminating teams. You know, then we have the Texas Tech game, walk-off, great game. Um, 
TCU game. Then you go back to Virginia and same thing. Like we have this massive rain delay, weather delay where we actually start the game, have to finish it the next day. There's a lot of up and down who's going to pitch and that's baseball, man. It's, it's hard to, to really pinpoint things on my end. I, I think we were close. I think we were right there. I mean, I know, let's see, I've forgotten the inning now, but had bases loaded two outs against Virginia, I think down by one and I'm up and literally smoke a ball right at the third baseman line drive catches it right at his face. And I'm just sitting there thinking, who knows what happens? You know, that ball's a foot higher, foot to the left, foot to the right. Two runs, three runs score. Like, you never know. It, it just takes takes a lot working in your your favor. I mean, maybe it's, it's good fortune here and there. Um, but, you know, for us, I always felt, always felt, you know, everyone would love, you know, one more pitcher or one more guy when you're, you're backed up against the wall. And I think this team, this team has it. I, I don't, I don't see why they couldn't have a, a long stay there and, and push it. I love this crazy ass game. I do. But one thing that frustrates <laughs> me and has to frustrate y'all way, way more is exactly what you talked about. You can only control hitting the ball as hard as you can. You can't control where it goes. You can only control putting the barrel to it, and that one play in particular, I remember, I was there, I saw it. You're right, you smoked that ball, and there's nothing else you can do. And that's got to be the yeah. most frustrating thing, is not being able to control it. Like basketball and football, you can control a lot. In baseball, you can't. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a crazy game. It's a great game. It's a frustrating game. It's a humbling game. Um, but, you know, God, that, that's why we love it, man. You, you pour your heart and soul into it, and I mean, I, I couldn't imagine a cooler atmosphere than Omaha. Um, I couldn't imagine, you know, a better coaching staff to do it with, a better team. I mean, I'm I'm as big a Ole Miss fan now, you know, than I've ever been. You know, maybe it's because you know <laughs> now I'm I'm sitting back and watching as opposed to being in there and in the moment. And you're not really thinking about you know anything else, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I want this team to, to experience that for sure. Well, it's funny because the co-host of this podcast, Bradley South, former Ole Miss football player, he was in a softball league, and in his softball league team is Logan Power batting in the middle of the <laughs> order. And I'm like, I wonder if all Ole Miss baseball players are like this. After you're done, after you've made your professional run, <laughs> are you getting like softball rec leagues and just wrecking folks? <laughs> Oh man, I was gonna say that's probably pretty unfair, Logan Power in the middle of the lineup. Um, no, so so to be honest, I've yet to to get into the softball thing. Um, I've had a lot of invitations. I've, yeah, you know, thought about it. Uh, I just, you know, I don't really know which which direction I'm ready to take that into yet. You know, <laughs> still being, you know, somewhat, you know, young and in shape and, you know, competitive, I, I think it has the potential to be very frustrating for me to be out there, whether it's being a little judgmental on why everyone else is not, you know, understanding the game or playing up to my standards, or maybe more frustrating the fact that, you know, I'm not <laughs> Will Allen from 
2014, 15, 16, playing, playing Ole Miss or Pro Bowl. Um, what well, the I have funniest part it, about this, though, Will, and you're going to love this, it was Logan, it was Brad, it was Matt Mossberg, and they get bounced oh. and get their ass kicked by Northeast Power Association, just a bunch of old country rednecks boat oh, racing man. like 25 to 3 or something crazy. Yeah, so that that's what I've understood, too, is like there's a difference in the slow-pitch softball. Like you can go one of two ways, like, you can have kind of like a beer drinking league where you're just out there having a good <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> then there's like the travel softball teams that like practice and play in these national tournaments that like, it doesn't matter if, you know, they played pro baseball or played in Omaha or whatever, like they got the softball swing down. And like, to my understanding, there's like rules about how many home runs you can hit when you can hit them. And I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know that I'm ready for that. Um, what I've gotten locked into recently is golf. Uh, there you go. And you, you want to talk about a frustrating game? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> you got to play Ben Garrett golf. Just understand there's going to be some nice moments, but I'm just going to drink a lot. And that way, when it inevitably <laughs> turns bad, it's okay. Yeah, there you go. You got you got something to blame. Some Some place to point the finger there yes. you go yeah that's exactly the way to go about it any other way you're just setting yourself up to be really really angry which i've experienced countless times on a golf course all right one of the last things and i'll let you go here we've talked about the christian trent story is there another story that maybe not many old miss fans know that you've continually told over the last handful of years no <laughs> i mean there's there's some things but i'll just leave it at this like if you guys perform on the field and, you know, do what you're supposed to do, get to Omaha, like it's, you know, it's rewarding. You get to have a great time after the Supers. We had a great time coming back from, you know, Omaha, even though, you know, didn't, didn't reach that final goal of ours. Like, I mean, Ole Miss, Oxford, like, it's, it's an unbelievable welcoming party um, when you come back. I, I remember at the stadium, I mean, they told us when we were flying back that, you know, there's going to be, you know, people at the stadium. We're going to do like a little welcome ceremony. And, I mean, we flew into Memphis, I believe. So we had like an hour and a half back to, back to uh, Oxford. And I'm sitting in the back of the bus. Everyone's having a good time. Uh, Bihenko runs back. I mean, we're we're like on six, probably five minutes away, and he comes to the back of the bus where you know me and Sykes are and a couple other guys, and he goes, "All right, guys, um, Will Sykes, like I'm gonna speak, and then you two are gonna speak." And I'm like, "Okay, like to what the crowd? Like what what are we doing?" He's like, "Yeah, the crowd, whoever's there." And I didn't know there'd be like 5,000, 6,000 people there, whatever it was. Like, okay, anything you want me to say? He's like, no, you're good at this stuff. Just go for it. You know, Sykes will talk five, ten minutes apiece. And I'm like, oh, nice nice heads up here. Give me give me a little, little heads up. We're five minutes away. And we get there, and Sykes goes up, talks for maybe a minute and a half. Right, yeah. And 
I'm like, kind of look at Bianco, and he's like, yeah, a lot longer than that. And he's like rolling his fingers like, you know, eat up some time here. So I, <laughs> off the cuff, had to, off the cuff, had to go, you know, 10, 15 minutes to make up for, for Sykes' couple, <laughs> couple minutes. But other than that, man, it, it was a great time. We had a, had an unbelievable welcoming ceremony. We had a great time getting back to Oxford. The people of Omaha were great to us. I, I mean, it's, it's incredibly rewarding. You guys will have a blast. And, you know, I, I hope for the team's sake that they get to get to experience it for sure. The short version of that story could have been, there are no better groupies than old Miss College baseball groupies. I'm just saying, that's all you got to say. <laughs> Go to the oh, library after y'all have success. I mean, come on. Y'all walk in there, y'all are superstars. We had a good time, man. I'll let there some of my other team tell those stories. Yeah, there it is. I mean, my God, in Omaha, I wrote a story about your freaking hair because I'm sorry, Will. I got to embarrass you for a second. How many moms were obsessed with Will Allen? I'm just saying. Just could have taken your pick of divorcees, Will. You had your pick. <laughs> yeah, man, that that was something. That was a wild ride for sure. I didn't know that the hair would, you know, take on a life of its own or have its own Twitter page or have an article written about it. But um, I'm sorry, that was my fault. The amount of crap I took from, you know, my roommates or teammates about it to, you know, <laughs> the other side of it, the attention that I got, I, I would say it was worth it. I mean, <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's Will Allen, <laughs> former Ole Miss catcher, captain. It's the perfect time to talk to you, man. It's Omaha time. It's super regional time in this Ole Miss baseball team. It's going to try to punch his ticket this weekend. Thanks for coming on again, man. I appreciate you. We'll do it again. Oh, anytime, man. Thanks for having me. It's great to catch up. And, you know, like I said, I'll be be pulling as hard as anyone these next couple weeks. And, uh, I mean, just for the team and Ole Miss community, I, I couldn't wish for anything more. It's an exciting time. Really no better time for college baseball fans. It's going to be awesome. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.